Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. Welcome back to another episode of Ryan and Angelo's Impact Power Hour. Really, it should be the under the Impact under an hour show because this is definitely not going to go an hour. Um, I hope not. Yeah, obviously, I'm Ryan. I'm Angelo, and we just got done watching Impact Wrestling's episode for July seventh. I watched it on Access TV. We originally both tried to watch it on their Twitch stream. <laughs> their Twitch stream just kept on crashing. Uh, they originally claimed it was uh, just technical difficulties, and then they were like, oh, it must be Sammy Callahan uh, hacking our stream. <laughs> and that was down for like three to four minutes, and I was like, yeah, I'm giving up on this. And it just makes to- no sense to me. It's a taped recording yeah they go down yeah like i was looking and supposedly like this was so i guess last week at one point they had over five thousand people watching and it never crashed it never had an issue um but this week when everything started going down it was like maybe 2200 or 2500 it was like much less than what they uh, everybody was saying last week's episode was getting on Twitch. So, um, not... I, blame, I blame Ringo. Yeah. Uh, this episode did uh, start later. Normally, it's 8 o'clock Eastern. They started at, it was originally supposed to be at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, but because on Access TV, they were having Ringo Starr's 80th birthday celebration. And then Matt ran late, so yeah, he's not my least. Starting at like, <laughs> it ended up starting like at nine ten. Yeah. Now, is he your least favorite Beetle, including Yoko Ono, or not including not Yoko? No, not Yoko. <laughs> that, that's just cruel. I don't know, man. After hearing her version of Imagine, I don't know. She might have fit in perfectly. <laughs> oh no. Uh, so yeah, there's just technical issues on Twitch, so swapped over to, um, the Access, uh, TV, um, and yeah, this was an episode, uh, we'll get to it, but first we start off with, uh, Rosemary and Taya versus... I guess really, really what we first started off with oh. the stream is oh, yeah, Ryan Cage's return to Impact TV. Yes. <laughs> Uh, on Twitch, the host is Melissa Santos, uh, and behind her was her she kneels boyfriend, down. husband. She down for a little bit, yeah, and they're they're married. She bends down for a little yeah, bit. Okay, I wasn't Brian sure if they were married playing on his phone, and all, yeah. all those people on Twitch were going nuts about it. Yeah, I think the best part of this entire stream part was uh, somebody asked who uh, who was that man behind you? Is that Brian Cage? And she said. No, that is my daddy. I thought that was great. That was great. 
Um, yeah, uh, I thought that's an interesting way to get like people to pay attention to your Twitch stream is like have one Brian Cage on it uh, just randomly show up, right. uh, but like have somebody that was going to actually interact with people, and Melissa Sanchez was good for that. Um, it'd be like it's better than like her just being there and just writing down the card and just staring at her phone for you know until <laughs> they can start the stream. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah, so first match of the night was Taya and Rosemary with Johnny Bravo at ringside versus Susie, a uh, formerly known as Sue Young, and Kylie Ray. This, I did not get to see most of this match because the stream quality was crap. Uh, and by the time that I had swapped to Access TV, uh, the match was over. Um, My highlights of this match were uh, Rosemary screaming at Susie that she's an idiot. Yes. Um, and then just the general note that um, that whole Kylie, what's their name? Ky, Kylie Who? something. Well, Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray. Yeah. So Kylie Ray and Susie. Those two are just yeah. like a dumbed down version of uh, what Bailey is, I guess. <laughs> That's what I got yeah. out of it. Yeah, That's so Kylie Ray. Oof. I just think, yeah, I think it's weird that Kylie Ray was originally like is this supposed to be like the big star of the women's division of AEW, and then she mysteriously left. Like we still don't know the whole thing about why she left, um, and like asked for a release like very quickly into her run. Like as she was getting positioned to be the top baby face <laughs> in the company, uh, like there's some things like she she said that her like she's had some mental health issues come up, um, and she wanted to get them worked on. Uh, but like seeing how she's portrayed and impact as like this dumbed down, like I just want to have fun. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want like it. That's weird. I, I'm not a. I I don't get it. Yeah, um, I don't really cuz she's it. she's very good in ring. Uh and she can hang with basically anybody like she she had good matches in when she appeared on AEW. Um if you go on YouTube, there's some free matches of her versus Orange Cassidy, which is great. Um she's got a bunch of free matches on there uh from like Beyond Wrestling and people put put up like hey, like Kylie Ray was with us before she was in AEW or Impact. So um, if you've got the chance to check those out, like she's always been this lovable goofball character, but like not to the extent of, I don't want to like do any move that is go going to cause you pain. Um, cause that's just silly. Uh, and Susie used to be Sue Young, but who was like their evil demon queen. Uh, and then she like, stopped being it i don't know the whole story but now she's yeah. Susie, who's just a normal person who doesn't want to fight and doesn't want to do things that she thinks are bad like doing wrestling moves this was a painful match to get through uh when it was on my tv screen um yeah so I, 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 stopped so eh, yeah whatever yeah. uh suzy and that and kylie they won oh okay yeah all right so. um so after that, there was like a quick segment of, I think it was right after this was suicide or not suicide was Johnny Swinger and Chris, uh, Bay. And, and Chris Bay talking and Johnny Swinger saying, oh, I've got a plan. They might have banned Johnny Swinger from ringside, but they haven't banned, but I can still get out there. And he walked away. 
And that set is they showed the Deaners, Cody and Cousin Jake, versus Falaba and TJP versus Reno Scum versus Triple XL, which is Larry D and Big AC Romero. Yeah. Angelo wow. was so happy that oh, AC yeah. was back. Ace Romero of highly questionable fame. No, he did not uh, throw anyone 20 feet out of the ring in this match. Which is a damn shame. Damn shame. Especially because there's no crowd. Yeah. I do want to note Ace Romero looks as big as ever. Yep. So, now, I don't well. remember how far back these shows have been taped. They, they're at least a month old, I believe, at this point. Right. Uh, might be more than that, though. I'm not 100% sure. That is possible. Um, yeah. Uh, this this was nothing to write home about. This was a mess of a match again. Very much. Uh, they started brawling before the match started, and then like they went to commercial right as the bell rung, which I thought was weird. Um, then they came back, and it was, again, just a cluster. Um, at one point, AC tagged in, or tagged himself in, uh, from one of the the guy with the mutton chops in Reno Scum. Right. Uh, the ref looked clearly at it, but he said he didn't hear the tag. So they had to redo the spot, That's which terrible. they then did. Again, this is a tape show. They could have edited that out. Yeah. They didn't. Um, that was weird. Uh, and then Falaba, TJP, and Reno Scum just left the match. Uh, and brawled backstage. Uh, and Cousin Jake ends up pinning Larry D of Triple XL for the win. That was something. And then we get backstage, and TJP and Reno Scum and Follow Ball are still all brawling. And eventually, TJP jumps into a garbage can. Follow Ball grabs him a chair and pushes him around. And he lightly taps each of Reno scum with the chair and they sell it like they have just died. He throws the chair on the ground and then they both immediately pop back up and then beat them down and throw a bunch of barricades on top of TJP. And that was the segment. It was real bad. That was easily one of the worst backstage brawl segments I've seen. Wasn't ideal. No. And I guess maybe it helped me. It was in 160 pixels for about half of it because of the stream going down. So I just got to see big old Ace Romero pixelated version. It was uh, not bad. Yeah. Um, After that, we got the Impact Throwback match of the week, which was the beautiful people represented by Velvet Sky and Madison Rain. With Lacey Von Erich on the outside. Yes. She had all of a... Two-year in-ring career. Yeah. Versus Angelina Love and Tara for the uh, knockouts titles and the knockouts tag titles in a steel cage match. See, Tara was good. Yes. Victoria and Victoria WWE, Tara. And WWE. Yeah. She was good in TNA. She had some good matches. This wasn't one of them. I I remember that rivalry, but oh, ah. <laughs> yeah. So Brilliant. I think this is funny. Finish. I, I thought this was great because last week we talked about your love for Madison Rain. 
and how you couldn't believe she was a five-time right. knockout and then this, champion. We figure out this is one of those title wins. This was like, her oh. first knockout title reign. <laughs> yeah. This uh, match was so <laughs> <laughs> Like, beautiful. they're trying to, like, I understand why they did this because it would set talk about it would come back for the locker room talk later. Um, yeah, but they like had but to go back to that match just in general. They had like a half of a spot where they actually used the steel cage. Yeah, like, what was the purpose of that match being in a steel? Yeah. Cage? Also, they <laughs> showed that like they locked the cage, but then like yeah, then right at the end, like it. they come back and like the cage lock is like still on it but it's not actually attached to the door so Lacey Von Eric can just open the door and hit uh, uh, Tara with the one of the knockout one belts the tag belts, yeah one of the tag belts yeah uh, to set up the win for Madison Rain who pinned Tara so the, the beautiful people kept the knockouts tag titles and Madison Rain became the first or got her first reign with the knockouts title. Yeah, that that was something. Uh doesn't make me long for the golden yeah, that, years. That's not uh the highlight of the glory days of TNA, I must say. That was an interesting choice. Yeah. I mean last week we got Eric Young versus Nick Aldis, aka Magnus. In a very good match, right? Uh, it wasn't the full match; it was like the like final five or six minutes of it. But that was great. This was a five or six minute match that was pretty shit. <laughs> they probably could have picked any other match off that card of whatever pay per view that was, and I don't even know any of those matches off the top of my head. Yeah, they probably were better than that. Yeah. Uh, after that, it was Jordan Grace, the knockout, the current knockouts champion, versus Kimberly. Uh, Kimberly was in uh, NXT for a little bit. Don't remember what her name was. She was kind of forgettable there because they just didn't book her great. Uh, yeah. She did win in the May Young Classic against Jazzy Gabbard, a.k.a. Uh, hmm. Alpha Female in WXW in Germany uh, and a lot of the UK scene. Um, so that's something. Um, did but, we, I guess, miss though, uh, Johnny Swinger? Oh, I forgot yeah. the greatest Ooh. part. Of, yeah. So before this, Johnny Swinger's backstage. He's wandering around. He's like, need to find me a disguise for so I can get ringside and Slammiversary, which is two weeks away. He's going through these bags that are just in this really dark room. And mm-hmm. first, he pulls out Super Eric's costume. <laughs> He's like, maybe this will work for the ladies in the hotel room. (laughs) Johnny Swinger is still great. He he was the best part of this episode. He was entertaining, I must say. Uh, And then he finds Suicide's outfit. And he's like, oh, I'll be Suicide. And he puts Suicide's uh, mask on and it barely fits him. And... (laughs) uh, he also he put the suicide mask on with his sunglasses still on. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't help. Yeah, that probably had to hurt because it looked like a tight fit already. But like having the sunglasses push against your eyes, not fun. Um, so yeah, then it led to Jordan Grace versus Kimberly. This was a fine match. It wasn't great. There was a lot of just stuff that felt like 
they were trying to build up Kimberly, but then like, yeah. I didn't know she was a heel or a face. I thought she was a heel. Then I thought she were was they trying like, to, that's the thing. It's like, were they trying to build her up? Were they just yeah. trying to give the champ a win? It's kind of just had the feel of a WWE velocity match where you just <laughs> expected someone to win. They did like one of the person that lost did like one or two moves. I, I mean, Kimberly did have more of an offense. Yeah. But it was just, eh, it was, eh. The beginning, I, I didn't like their, um, whatever the pin sequence was. It just yeah. feeling like Jordan Grace was just pulling uh, Kimberly's arms off the mat, and that just didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, uh, the ending comes, uh, Kimberly gets Jordan on the ground. Kim, uh, the ref is talking to Jordan. Kimber goes for the brass knuckles that she had somehow taped to the bottom of the ring. Oh boy, uh, she puts them on, uh, and Jordan's already up and hits her with the uh, the Grace driver, the Jordan driver. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, she w- Jordan wins, uh, and then Deanna Perrazzo's music hits. Their Titantron comes on. Jordan drops the title. Is looking like she's ready for a fight. Deanna comes on the screen talking about how she would never get in the ring for frivolous fighting um, and that she is just not going to get into the ring before she has to at Slammiversary, but that uh, Jordan, her time is, is her time with the title is numbered uh, and that Deanna is not the only one who is tired of Jordan Grace as the t- champion. Uh, and that Deanna's segment was good. She's good on the mic. Um, yeah. And, I again, Jordan's a good wrestler. Uh, Deanna's great. It should be a great match um, at Slammiversary. Then we get... Uh, we get... Su- <laughs> we get Willie Mack walking backstage. And Johnny Swinger dressed as suicide with... Uh, uh, suicide's gear made to look like Johnny Swinger's gear. Uh, walking backstage, Willie Mack is talking about how he loves suicide. He loved him in the old <laughs> TNA video games. Uh, there was only one. Yep. About last week. Yep. Yep. Okay, Willie Mack. Yep. Uh, sure asked you bought it for dollars, Maybe you bought my used version. <laughs> asked. Uh, asked. Uh, Swing swinger side, as uh, Josh Matthews would call him, uh, if he still knew the secret suicide handshake, which he kind of did. Willie Mack yeah. didn't seem too impressed by it, and uh, he was talking about how uh, uh, he, he felt bad for suicide getting beat up last week by Chris Bay and that old weird guy, the old creepy guy (laughs) and Johnny Swinger lifts the mask up and says his name's Johnny Swinger and in kayfabe he's 44 years old Um, which I thought is great, he's keeping kayfabe alive oh yeah, oh yeah Um, brother and they end up revealing that Willie Mack in Suicide of last week had talked about how uh, Willie Mack would give him an X Division title shot this week on impact and this was this was another great segment johnny looks lost he's like oh no what do i gotta do and then we go to locker room talk with madison rain 
who sets it up. It, you've, it's been set up all week as... Yeah, we were, we were speculating who this iconic knockout was going to be. We had like a... What did I say? I think I said 75% chance it was going to be Madison Rain, about yes. like 15% chance Gail Kim. They got like 1% Christy Hemi. Yeah, I think maybe 1% Angelina Love on there. <laughs> right. um, uh, it, as they built it today, it was uh, the most iconic knockout in Impact Wrestling history. It was so big that Johnny Swinger could not make it. Uh, nobody could fit the room other than Madison Rain and her guest, the five-time Knockouts champion herself, Madison Rain. Uh, I thought this was funny. Um, it was unique. To, again, tape show. Um, ed- you could edit it, uh, but they decided to like make it seem like Madison Rain is having a midlife crisis, um, so she would get up and. She did Madison Rain's entrance, and then she would swap spots on the couch and the chair to interview herself. Um, and then Tasha Steeles and uh, Kiara Hogan come in uh, and are making fun of Madison Rain for looking like an idiot. Um, and then Jessica Havoc and Navia come in uh, and blame Madison Rain for creating the monsters that are ahead of in front of you. Uh, hinting at uh, Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Uh, and this just became a brawl. Madison Rain did say right before this that she is coming back into the ring to be in the number one contender's gauntlet match for the Knockouts Championship at Slammiversary. Angelo, how excited are you for Madison Rain's in-ring return? I guess that's news. Uh, I'm not excited. Good for um, her. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen a Madison Rain match in in Impact, I think, ever. So. Well, you saw, one, you saw the highlight today, her first yeah, highlight. Yeah, I did see that. You're right. So you You're probably right. get a lot more of that. <laughs> yeah. After this, we had the Willie Mack versus Swinger side match. Um, so this was, a, this was a fun comedy match. Uh, Willie Mack showing off his skill set. Well, Johnny Swinger forgot, like, he knew he, he knew he couldn't hit his moves because that would show Willie Mack that it wasn't suicide, it was Johnny Swinger in the mask. Uh, so he tried to adapt and try to do suicide's moveset, but he didn't know how to do it. Um, he tried to put him in the abdominal stretch, didn't know how to put the, where to put his legs, uh, Decided to try to go up to the top to do, I guess, like a moonsault. Realize I'm too old to be able He's to kind of hit moonsault. his face on the turnbuckle. Yeah, was it was a short match. It wasn't anything special, but got to see some of Willie Mack's uh, impressive agility. Not um, really, though. He was. He got to see the like the one or two drop kicks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. Just a reminder that Chris Bay versus Willie Mack will be uh, for the X Division Championship at Slammiversary. Do so you think after the match, did Willie Mack know he wrestled Johnny Swinger? Or did Johnny Swinger do a good uh, job of uh, hiding? I, I think Willie Mack knows that it wasn't suicide because he looked like, what the hell just happened? Um, 
<laughs> it was the, it was the least graceful suicide has ever looked. Also, but it definitely it looks, looked looks like, like a much it looked like a much cleaner suicide suit than last week. Agreed. It does look like <laughs> it's pretty much whoever finds the suicide suit is suicide for the week. So that's exciting, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, then we got a promo for, or like a video package to talk about the uh, championship match set up for Slammiversary between Ace Austin, Eddie Edwards, Trey, and the mystery man. Ooh. Uh, so good video I don't know package. Much, I don't know too much about Ace Austin, but I mean, just from the video package, they uh, hyped him up to be very similar to AJ Styles. But you know, he's a young guy. Yes. He's is impressive in the ring so far. So yeah. he, he looks like definitely a future star. I don't know how long will be an impact, but he looks like a future star of the wrestling industry. So yeah, uh, from what I've seen of Ace Austin, he's very good in the ring i hadn't seen many promos with him um so his work on this was pretty good i liked his tone um i liked how he does seem like this sadistic like hateable individual um he's much like an mjf character agree in that he is arrogant because of how young he is and how good he is um not that he's he's not MJF as in I'm rich and better than you. It's more no, but I'm definitely just a lot of really skilled. That, yeah, that heel person. I'm just really skilled. I'm 23 years old. I've only wrestled for five years, and I'm the main eventer. Um, talking about how he raised the X division t- uh, championship so that he was in the main event spot of pay per views and shows um, more than anybody else. Talked about how he's the second youngest ever, or second youngest ever to hold the Impact X Division title, and if he wins at Slammiversary, he would become the youngest Impact Wrestling Champion, World Champion. Um, but so that's probably not going to happen. It seems yes. like the focus is going to be on this mystery opponent. The mystery opponent who? That's a they question. did show a package of who this mystery person could be. And I wrote down all the names that were shown and they are as followed. They are Kurt Angle. Nope. Sting. <laughs> Definitely not. On con- under contract. Also, Carl. Andrew. Yeah. Carl Anderson. No. Yeah. I mean, Luke Gallows. Were either of those world champions? No. No. Okay. James Storm, former Impact champion. Maybe. Uh, currently under contract with NWA. So don't uh, know he... if that would happen. Yes. Yeah, probably not. Uh, he, is, he is not a free agent to my knowledge. Gotcha. Uh, Kurt Hawkins. Not a world champ. No. Eric Young. Possibly. Bully Ray. Bully Ray, probably not again. And the two people who I suspect could be in this spot. EC3. Right, okay. And Mike Bennett, a.k.a. Mike Kanellis. Yeah. Now, Mike Bennett is not a former TNA or Impact Wrestling world champion. He is an X-Division champion. However, at the end of the show, they did show another ad, and it's the updated ad that they've been running uh, since 
the firing of on Black Wednesday of all the WWE superstars, like trying to say who who this person's gonna be, who the mystery man is gonna be. There's 20 wrestlers like just got fired, blah blah blah, uh, and they hinted that the person who is going to be the mystery man is not coming alone. So. <laughs> Again, so that, that would make sense because you get Maria Florida. would be yeah. there with Mike. Uh, Maria and Mike also posted today on Instagram and Twitter uh, that they are leaving Florida for their next chapter, which looks to be their best chapter yet. Um, TNA is taping their shows in Tennessee, so you could take a plane for that. Um, oh. So maybe that's it. Um, but it also knows? could still be Mr. Anderson because he was in that highlight reel too. You missed it. Yes. I, him for about I, did, a quarter I forgot of a about that. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I also showed the Bulgarian flag. Uh, so not Rusev. just the flag. They, they showed <laughs> uh, an American flag be literally any American. Yeah. Hulk, and they showed uh, the Kara, Japanese. Kara Hogan's stepfather, Hulk Hogan, maybe. Yes. And they also showed a Japanese flag, who again okay. could be could be anybody. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and finally, we have the final match of the night. It is our main event: Sammy Callahan versus Josh Alexander with Ethan Page in his corner of the North. Uh, the North looking great as ever. Um, Sammy Callahan, I feel like, again, there's some people in Deep Six, Rob, who think Sammy Callahan is very overrated, uh, who still think that Sammy Callahan is basically Solomon Crow from NXT. <laughs> um, Sammy Callahan is great. He's a great heel. He's a great talker. He's very good in the ring. Uh, and this was the match of the night. Oh yeah, I mean, it didn't take much to be the yes, best of the night, but that's true. Was definitely, uh, by far, your best wrestling of the night. And these these guys are good. This is what they're good at. Yeah, um, I do think that this was the match that they probably cut some stuff out of to try to fill in the time that was missed for Ringo Starr's stand birthday celebration, right? Um, because it felt like it was very rushed. Uh, and like they went to commercial and Josh is outside and then they come back and like Josh is still getting being down by the face. And normally like when you do that, like there's a transition between like, oh, the heels now on top and right. let's show you what happened. This was not it. Like Sammy was dominating most of this match. Um, and then Ethan Page started to get like involved getting in Sammy's face a little bit and Towards the end here, um, Sammy gets uh, out Josh out of the ring, uh, rum, round, uh, rams him into the apron. Uh, Ethan Page looks devastated, he's crawling, like basically fake crying over Josh Alexander's body. Uh, the ref gets in the middle, tells him to stop. Uh, they get back in the ring, uh, and then... Ethan Page is trying to cheat, and all of a sudden, here comes the most dangerous man in the world, Kent Shamrock, 
to beat him down, put him in the ankle lock. Ethan Page sells it like the great seller that he is, uh, making it seem like his ankle is actually going to tear. Uh, And Sammy hits the pile driver for the win. It's weird to see a smaller guy like Sammy Callahan hit the pile driver as their finishing move. Um, But I, I do think that if it's hit by the right person, and it's sold properly. It's a good finishing move, but it's also a good move in general. I do think that if it's yeah. done by the wrong person, obviously it can cause serious damage. Um, but uh, this was a fine match, a very good match, as I said, compared to everything else on the show. Uh, and just a reminder that they did go through the Slammiversary card once again. Uh, they did not add any matches. Uh, they, they did. We oh, were speculating right. one, and I guess we can go into that. Yes, a little bit. The Tommy Dreamer and Moose. yes. Oh, I totally forgot Tommy Dreamer's uh, amazing, uh, uh, like silly promo that he yeah. cut on Moose Killing tonight it again. Uh, courtesy of his legal aide, Tricky Dicky Heyman. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, because Moose said uh, on Twitter. Last week, he did a promo, like a promo saying that he was going to get legal action on Tommy Dreamer for what he said. Oh. And so Tommy Dreamer dressed up in a suit, said that his legal advisor had told him to say he was sorry so that he would not face any legal action. Uh, and we got Tommy Dreamer just kind of poking the bear a little bit. Um, Moose comes over, uh, and says, I don't believe you. And the earth is not a, a sphere. It is flat. So that's, that's, that's something I didn't know that Moose's character was a flat earther, but now I do. Um, yeah. And so, well, I guess then, he's a flat earther and a TNA believer. Yes. <laughs> so then Tommy Dreamer says that I talked to the TNA championship committee the tna board of directors and the tna president and they agreed that i should be the one to challenge you at slammiversary for the tna heavyweight championship moose says there is no tna uh, championship committee there's only me and tommy dreamer says you're right because there is no such thing as tna anymore and walks off. Moose is not very happy with that. So uh, this match is basically just going to be Tommy Dreamer trying to end TNA, it sounds Yes. Like. Um, they said that this will not be an extreme match. It will not be a hardcore match. It will be a good, old-fashioned, old-time wrestling match. Ooh, what if they did a cinematic and a six-sided ring? I would love that. That would be incredible. I would love that. Um, and so again, you could have silly stuff like, uh, just the silly stuff of TNA come out. Oh yeah. That, that'd be pretty crazy. Shark Boy. I mean, Shark Boy would have to make an appearance. It's yeah, no doubt. um, So I, I mean, generally I am a little upset. We were kind of, I was speculating that hopefully Dreamer wasn't going to be the Slammiversary opponent. It was more of him setting up someone to be going against Moose, but it's fine for what it is. I guess, you know, it's for comedy. It's not a real title. Yeah. So I think it's a good match. I mean, he's a good name. 
that that picture they use of him for the card. Oh, ah, Tommy Dreamer does not look good in there. He has like no. a double chin going on. Yeah, yeah. He looks they, old. It was not a it was not a very flattering picture. The other thing that we did forget to mention was a very brief spot, which again I felt like was cut. We had Hernandez back to his old ways. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> arm wrestling and making fives and ones. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, brother and. I don't know who that was that he he beat to start it. No, uh, it was remember. just the ending of it. He had just put that arm down. He got his little cash, and he starts to count it. He gets his little wad of cash with the rubber band on. And lo and behold, he has a new challenger, and it is the man beast himself, Rhino. Uh, <laughs> and Hernandez looks him over, puts the wad of cash on the side, uh, puts his arm up and they lock arms and it goes to be continued. Um, and yes, Josh Matthews really was going to bring me back for <laughs> impact next week. And Josh Matthews goes Hernandez and Rhino. That match looks like it's go on all the way to Slammiversary. I would hope it's not an arm wrestling match. If that's yeah, okay. I'd be fine with the Hernandez versus Rhino match at Slammiversary. Uh, spears and border tosses. Yes. Right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> does, does any do any of Hernandez's former tag partners still wrestle? That are that are in wrestling shape. I mean, Homicide might. Oh, actually, speaking of Homicide, Homicide has just uh, been made official that he will be at <laughs> Hardcore Hustles. Uh, I guess return. I don't know if it's a return pay per view or a return show, um, but it's a return show with fans. I know that. No um, way. In August, I believe it's August first, um, and it's for the H two O championship uh, against Whoa. somebody who I guess he taught because uh, it's billed as the teacher versus the student match. Um, so if you're in the Jersey area in Williamstown, want to go out? I know it's twenty five dollars for tickets for a standing room only show. Um, oh. But yeah, it's Williamstown, New Jersey. Our boy Jake Petrillo, who was on the show once, um, to talk about wrestling. Um, he normally works some of the shows. Not as a wrestler, but like as either security or the lights people. Um, he, he is, is training. training. Yeah, he is yeah. training to become an uh, active wrestler. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll get him on the show to talk about that show later um, when things aren't as hectic with our wrestling schedule uh, and wrestling shows that we have to talk about. Um, so yeah, uh, Angelo, how would you rate this show of Impact Wrestling? Uh, as the uh, old Dave Chappelle once said, I wish I had another pair of hands to give those uh, four thumbs down. <laughs> I it would. Was, it wasn't very good. Yeah, no, this was really bad. Yeah. Uh, I was. I was talking to my brother Pat and Joey, and I said at one point this might be the worst show of wrestling that I've seen in a long time. Um, <laughs> It was very painful to get through. Um, yeah, there just there wasn't all there wasn't a whole lot of good wrestling. Even that 
fatal four-way tag match. Like I said, it was just a mess. I mean, it had good wrestlers in it. It was just, there was too much going on. Yeah, the ring is too small. Or maybe that's just the angle of the camera. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it felt small. But again, <laughs> it was also a lot of beefy men in that ring. Yeah. <laughs> like you had Triple XL and you had the Larry one guy from Rito Scum and you had Falaba in there. Like yeah. that was a very, very <laughs> large amount of mass in that ring. Um, yeah. I'm also glad that Triple uh, XL's uh, weight is almost 900 pounds. Like they are closing in they on a thousand pounds in their uh, in one corner of the ring. Um, That's insane. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, we will be back again next week with another episode of the Ryan and Angelo Impact Under an Hour Power Hour. Um, oh, you know it. We will have special guests on that show as we run down our predictions for Slammiversary, um, or just Ooh, some predictions. Special guest is I'm yeah. gonna be surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just a heads up for all those who do follow our other shows. Tomorrow we have our normal AEW uh, review show. It will be me, uh, Rob. Joey and Pat bringing you all the action of night two of Fighter Fest. We'll also run down the news of the week so far, uh, as well as most likely the results of Great American Bash just run through uh, very quickly towards the end. Uh, we do also have on Saturday, we will have uh, the our review of the final night of the New Japan Cup. Talk about who wins, as well as our predictions for the following night's Dominion show, uh, which will most likely have an updated card by then, because like we said, it will be the next day. Um, And then Sunday is Dominion, and most likely we are going to be doing a live show of that, live right afterwards. Uh, at least me and Pat and Rob are watching it live, which starts at, I believe, 2 a.m. Eastern time in the United States. Uh, so early mornings sound great. And then we'll be back next week in our run up to Extreme Rules with, again, me and Angelo's starting it off with me and Angelo's good old power hour of impact. All right. Anything else you want to say, Angela, before we head off? Absolutely not. All right. Uh, just a reminder, follow us on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling. Uh, remember, it's Deep Six Wrestling without the G. We've got us on Facebook, Deep Six Wrestling. Uh, we've got our YouTube at Deep Six Wrestling as well. Uh, and we will see you the next time. Thank you, guys. Have That's a good night. Stay will. safe. Stay safe. Go to bed, kids. Yeah. Yeah, it is late. Bye. Bye.